for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. You know, a couple of kind of housekeeping things. First off, I uh, I ask the Lord. I usually do this uh, before a meeting. I say, "Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What's on your heart?" And almost immediately this morning, I heard the phrase, "I'm setting people up for success." Now, it's this is not one of those success messages, five steps to you know. <laughs> It is great. There's nothing wrong with those, but this is uh, this is something I believe the Lord's doing, and I always want to cooperate with what He's doing. And so, what's uh, what I believe He's put on my heart today is <clears throat> is part of part of that um, helping set us up. I am talking about the fire of God today, but I'm not specifically trying to make fire come. I'm not going to hype us into fire, you know. But I believe as we get understanding on the fire of God, we we can set up, we can set the table for God to do what he wants to do. And that's all I want in a meeting is for God to do what he wants to do. Nothing more, nothing less. And we use the phrase around here, I've used it a lot for years, fire, the fire of God. And I feel a little bit convicted that it's taken me this long to actually teach on the fire of God. It's actually somewhat pastoral malpractice. Seriously, to, to just keep using and not and just assume we understand that, that oh, well, that's what the Holy Spirit churches do. That's the Holy Roller fire, you know. And we can even say, I've even, you know, when someone gives a powerful testimony, like in a small group, we'll, I'll say, that's fire. Right? But that's Christianese code word for that's amazing. Or that's awesome. I mean, there's more to it, but, but that's, that's why, that's, it's a common term, though, that's used a lot around here and in lots of churches, lots of worship songs. Um, but we are uh, at, at a place where I, I think it's time to, to really figure out and look at more what it's about. I think most Christians understand, through various streams in the body of Christ, they understand the concept of fire. When Jesus tells the Laodicean church in Revelation 3, don't be lukewarm, be hot or cold, they, they understand we shouldn't be lukewarm Christians. I'll say at different times in messages, <clears throat> we need to be fiery Christians. And then sometimes, a few weeks ago, I sensed a corporate grace in the room of the, the, the spiritual, the fire of God, and I felt led to, to kind of respond to that and, and ask the Lord, Lord, release your fire. Now, it was already in the room, so to speak, but... Um, I felt like as an intercessor at that time, I was asking the Lord to bring more of his manifested presence than if I hadn't prayed that, Lord, release your fire. So uh, now why do we do this? 
Why do we talk about fire and say, Lord, release your fire, other than the fact that it's something I believe he may be doing corporately at a certain time, especially during worship. Um, thank you, worship team, <laughs> for bringing us to the throne. Uh, but why, why do it besides that I want to obey the Lord? I believe it's important for us, fire of God's important for us, because so many Christians are spiritually burning out. There's a, pastors are burning out. Believers are burning out. Their, their, their zeal for the Lord is dying down. Their love for God is growing cold. And Jesus warns in Matthew 24, 12, that the, the signs of the coming of the Lord is the love, Greek word agape, which is the Christian idea, the love of many Christians is grow, will grow cold. And so God's antidote for a cold heart is to step in to God's fire. God's antidote for spiritual burnout is to step into the fire of God. You may feel like your fire is going out, but God's fire is never going out. His, he's never having a bad day. He's not, he's not saying, okay, I think I believe. He's not, he's not frustrated. God doesn't just lose it. He is an, Hebrews 12, 29 says he's an all-consuming fire, and it's infinitely hot. <laughs> okay, the holy fire of God is, continues to be that way. So I believe the more we can understand what fi the fire of God is, the different dynamics of it, the more we will be able to step into his fire, and the less spiritual burnout we will experience. How, how many of y'all with me on that? I want more, but more many time comes from teaching and understanding what it is. So, uh, now I admit that the, the term, um, well, first of all, I'll just say this. I had this in my notes. I thought this was really good to read this, to say this. The, whole, the fire of God energizes us and exhilarates us and keeps us living the way we were destined to live as New Testament Christians. We were destined to live in spiritual victory and in as, as fiery believers. So that, that's another reason why it's important. Now, I admit, uh, paragraph A there, I admit that, that the term... Uh, the fire of God is is a it's a spiritual term. If if I can use the word, it's somewhat mystical. But the fire of God is very very biblical. As I said, Hebrews twelve twenty nine says the fire of God, our God, is an all consuming fire. And there are so many pictures throughout Scripture of fire related to God Almighty. The throne of God, Scripture says in uh, <clears throat> Revelation 4, verse 5, there are seven lamps of fire around the throne of God. The river of God, these are, they may be, yeah, there you go. Good job, Zeb. <clears throat> the river of God, Daniel 7, is the, a river of fire. That's the river that proceeds from the throne of God. The angels of God. Isaiah 6.2, are described as fiery. You know that, y'all know it's cherubim and seraphim? 
Did you know the word seraphim comes from the Hebrew word seraph, S-E-R-A-P-H, meaning fiery one. So his throne is, is fiery, his, his angels are fiery, the river is fiery, Jesus has fire in his eyes, Amen. Revelation twenty two nineteen. The Holy Spirit, when he came as Pentecost, what did he come as? Tongues of fire. So it's all throughout the images we have of who God is. And just because it's somewhat mystical doesn't mean we just go, well, let's just keep using the term. I believe we can get our head around a little, get, gain more understanding because the Bible helps us understand <clears throat> what the fire of God's about. Paragraph B, Isaiah 33, verse 14 is kind of our springboard verse. I plan the Lord willing. I never say for sure next week. But uh, if the Lord wills, I'm planning on two, two parts to this, the fire of God. Um, because, and, and this is kind of the springboard verse to it, Isaiah 33, verse 14, the, the second part, halfway through this verse, Isaiah asked this question. He says, he says, who of us, who among us shall dwell with devouring fire or consuming fire? And who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings. Now the broader context there is Isaiah is talking about futuristically the judgments of God coming to the earth with fire that devours. It's the fire of God that's going to devour the the plans and schemes of the antichrist. It's going to the, the if you study out the end time judgments that's the context there is devouring fire. The, 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 and he's asking, basically he's asking who can survive the perilous times ahead? Who can be safe with all this that's going to happen? Now, I'm not going to talk about all that today, in fact, but I encourage, we've talked about this around here a good bit, there, there are 150 chapters on the end times and the Lord's return. It, take, it can take up years to really study it out. But I believe it's a, it's a study worthwhile to study the return of the Lord and the judgments of the Lord because it will connect your, keep your heart connected to Jesus in the, because you're understanding the end time storyline. Why I get up every day. You know, that, this 21-day fast for Israel I mean, that's, that's, that causes a, a greater fire, a holy fire in me because I'm connected to a bigger narrative than my life, okay? So, so you know, there's, there's this idea of the broader context. Who's going to be safe? There's lots in the Bible. I want to encourage you. There's lots in the Bible on how we can be safe, how we can be prepared for the, the end times and, and how, um, you know, may not be comfortable, okay, with when the judgments come, if there's wars, if the power grid goes out, um, if the economy collapses, okay, but, but we really can, as believers, survive and I would say even thrive spiritually 
in the midst of those times. I believe in the midst of those times, there's going to be a great end time harvest of souls because people are groping for God and we will have the gospel answer to that. So, but that's not what I'm talking about today. That's, that's just where, where, we're, where we're beginning. That's the broader context. Who can dwell with devouring fire? But then he asked this second question, who can dwell with everlasting burnings? So Isaiah 33, 14 is not only a warning to prepare, it's an invitation to dwell. Okay, let's all just say that, say, not only a warning, but an invitation. Good. It's an invitation to dwell, to live your life in what I would call the realm of fire. So much of it was like, oh, Lord, send your fire, and we'll talk about that. But but Isaiah is saying, you know, in the middle of this broader context of perilous times, we can dwell, we can live in this realm of fire. And so that's, I'm going to, you know, I'm not, I never thought I'd use this word, but I'm going to go ahead and use it. I'm going to unpack this a little bit. I said, I'm never going to use that word, but I just, all right, thank you. I'm going to unpack it a little bit. Now, I want to I wanna say there that, that the everlasting burnings, the realm of fire, basically means we can live daily as a lifestyle with passion for Jesus and compassion for people, as an ongoing lifestyle. And I want to stop right there and say, when, in general, when I say the fire of God, think love. The love of God. The glory of God. The presence of God. The zeal of God. You can use those. When you see fire in the Bible like that, you can use those words interchangeably. Even, <laughs> going to freak you out a little bit, even in the end time judgments of devouring fire, it's the love of the bridegroom king, Jesus, making things ready for a wedding. Marissa, you getting ready for a wedding? Jack, you getting ready for a wedding? Woo! August 4th. They're getting ready for a wedding. So when we see all this, what is going on? It's it's the, the enemies of Israel, the enemies of the church, the enemies of King Jesus. Woe to you. Because the bridegroom, King Jesus, is coming for his bride and he's releasing devouring fire to get things ready. Wow, y'all, I thought y'all would just stare at me like a calf at a new gate, but all right, yeah, you're in it, Maranatha, here we go. (laughs) Calf at a new gate, that's my country talk, right? All right, so, Roman numeral two, there are two components to living in the realm of fire. 
two components, and I, maybe as I've been meditating on this, digging, digging this out, I'll be honest, I've heard very few messages about breaking down what the fire of God is. I, maybe you've heard a lot of them. I haven't. But when I started meditating on this, I, I would say there are two main components to the fire of God, and they're related to time, okay? There are specific moments where we experience God's fire, and then there is the ongoing lifestyle or the dwelling with fire. Two components. Today, for the rest of my time, I'm going to talk about this first one primarily, the experiences we can have with the fire of God. And then next week, Lord willing, we will look at how to dwell and live in an ongoing uh, sense of, of living in the, in the fire of God. So I may be a little repetitious here, but I want, I'm doing it on purpose. <clears throat> there are different experiences with fire, and there's the dwelling in the fire of God. There's the experience of God's fire touching our heart in a meeting like today, or in the, the context of our private, personal time with the Lord. Are these experiences, experiences that we can have may last a few seconds. They may last a few minutes. They may last even longer than that. There was a time, I, I can't believe I get, but I get, tu- I get touched at times in this prayer room. There was a time where I was lying on the pillows, worshiping with the, the live prayer meeting in Kansas City, and, and all of a sudden, the beauty of the Lord, the joy of the Lord just overcame me, and I started weeping with tears, not because I was sad, not because anything was wrong, just, oh, and I was just in this. You remember David said in Psalm 16, at your right hand are pleasures? It's really pleasurable at times. When the fire, the fire of God was, was touching me, and I was just weeping. And Suzanne had come in. She'd come home from, uh, come back from school, and she's in there, and she's kind of looking over at the chair at me like, are you? And I was like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good, honey. It's, it's good. <laughs> I didn't want it to end because it was about five or ten minutes of ecstasy. Now, it's okay if you don't have those things, but some of you go, why? He's always in the prayer room. I was like, don't worry about me. It's good. <laughs> it's real good. Um, so, um, so sometimes it'll last a few minutes or seconds or minutes or even longer. Then there's the daily and I'll say it again, the daily ongoing walking out of the fire of God as a lifestyle. How many of you know the song by Jesus Culture called Burning Ones? Okay, we are your burning ones, they sing. We are consumed by you. And then it says, let my life be like a fire. Okay, so they're talking, they're sing- the, Chris Kawilla maybe, is that who it is? I like saying Coelho is probably not the way they say it. Chinchilla. Chris. Sorry. Koala. Koala. 
But he's writing about the lifestyle. Let my life be like a fire. So when you're at a, at a worship night, you're feeling it, and you're, uh, you know, what they're saying is when the, when the concert's over, you don't quit burning. In fact, it's just beginning. Those times where he encounters your heart with his fire, with his love, with his presence, with his glory, with his zeal. Those are times that sustain you and empower you to then live out life as a burning one. Think about it. If the seraphim are fiery ones and they're part of creation, it kind of makes sense that we could have the capability to be burning ourselves. Wasn't John the Baptist described as a burning and shining lamp? That's how they described him. This guy, he's, he's burning and shining. You see? So it, it, it's, we're capable of both the experiences, the specific moments, and then the ongoing lifestyle. Now, I am not talking about a type of personality, a sanguine, or something, hey, you're, oh, you're fiery, and you know, someone else who's more steady. No, you can, you, it's, a, it's, it's a, something in the spirit. All right, so, um, so we're can. I love that uh, paragraph A. I'm gonna really want to camp out on this one because then <clears throat> paragraph B, way down on the list, is the the dwelling with fire, which we'll get to next week. But exp- paragraph A under Roman numeral two, experiencing the fire of God. God touches us with fire at various times. I'm saying it again. In, like in a meeting, in a small group in a prayer group, uh, in the context of this prayer room, if you come up here and sit before the Lord and, and take time, it, it, the, you can have certain various experiences of God's fire. It can happen in your personal devotional time, at home. Little a under paragraph A, the, as Holy Spirit people, we rec- regularly invite the manifest presence of God, and sometimes, sometimes he comes as holy fire, but he does it, it doesn't have to be in, that, in a meeting. Again, I'm repeating it. We can experience the fire of God reading God's word. Remember, and, and that's a big way, but remember the disciples on the road to Emmaus, Luke 24, 32, They said, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road? I think he was talking Old Testament scripture. So in in hearing the word, their hearts burned within them. It can be in your prayer room or your prayer closet at home. I've had times, I had a time in the, Late 70s, early 80s, I had a green Pinto with an 8-track play, tra- player. I know. <laughs> I had, uh, I, uh, I, would, I was playing the uh, a Keith Green 8-track called No Compromise. And I'm then at, at seminary, I guess this was a little later, 1982, 
And this song, Keith Green, eight-track song from No Compromise, came on, Asleep in the Light. Said, do you see? And I'm driving to class at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth. I'm driving along, and he starts singing, do you see? Do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care? Don't you care? Are you going to let them drown? God's calling, and you're the one. But like Jonah, you've run. He's told you to speak, but you keep holding it in. And I got so overcome with the fire of God in my pinto, listening to an eight track, I had to pull over and weep, like for an extended time. And I'd look at people in cars, and I'd be so convicted. I don't care about them. Lord, help me to care. Then later, during the renewal uh, in the 90s, it was called renewal. It was, the, it was the Toronto blessing, they call it. How many of you remember Toronto Airport Vineyard? Okay. And then the uh, Brownsville revival in uh, Brownsville Assembly of God in, uh, in Florida. They came out with so many songs. <clears throat> there was a vineyard uh, CD. I had CDs then. <laughs> a Windsor Worship CD and uh, Brian Dorkson from Vineyard uh, Windsor Worship. He starts singing, and I'm just driving back to the church in East Texas, uh, East Texas Church on the Rock, and he starts singing, Lord, if this is fallen creation, what must heaven be like? And I was like, oh, and honestly, I almost wrecked my car. Seriously. Has anybody had experiences like that of the fire touching where you're like, oh, I had to pull over? You, you know, it, people talk about sometimes being drunk in the spirit or, you know, I don't know what. I was just in such the beauty of the Lord hit me like that. So those are, it can happen. You can get experiences of the fire of God touching your heart, sitting by a pool in an airplane. Various places. It doesn't have to be just in a meeting is, is my point, okay? So, all right, I got excited reliving some of my special times. Little b under paragraph uh, Roman numeral 2, paragraph b, some examples of how believers in, have described this experience of fire touching their hearts, of holy fire. Remember, again, fire, the love of God the zeal of God, the, the presence of God, the glory of God. When he touches your heart, some have described it <clears throat> as a f- actual physical heat coming in hands or the, the body. Physical heat. Some have described it as electricity going through the body. I, I don't think I've ever experienced that, but it's like electrical impulses. Others have described it uh, as the gift of tears, like I, like I had that day. The, some eyes, the eyes flutter. Uh, the, there's, <clears throat> I watched a documentary one time on these monks in, on an island in the Greek Isles uh, around Cyprus, and, and they rarely ever took cameras in there or anything. They, they were just isolated. But they, had this one, they did this documentary, and they were having this worship time and there was this monk just going, 
as they were singing. I mean, people have already turned off the website, right? This is, this is so weird, people watching you. <laughs> Y'all haven't gotten up and run off, but um, this is real stuff. The, I, I, I realized later that monk was experiencing the fire, uh, the fire of God touching. His, his eyes were, were fluttering. Some get weak in the knees. I mean, I won't say her name just for the sake of whatever. But we had, we had a, a couple here that uh, years ago, they've moved to another city. But she and her husband were really connected with Catherine Kuhlman's ministry. If you don't know who that is, look, you can Google it. But her husband uh, was, was, a, a, was a security guard for Catherine Kuhlman. And they were a part of this. And she would come up for prayer and get so weak in the knees... She couldn't leave. It wasn't just a few seconds. And, and they had daughters here too. I'm just, in that, I'm going to be anonymous here right now, but some of you know who, who they were, but uh, who they are. But I was like, isn't that, your mom's being so touched. And they're like, yeah, great. Well, we were going to go to a restaurant. <laughs> this happened. Sometimes when mom gets touched, she's, she's out all afternoon. For real. They're like, we were going to go to Jason's Deli. Now we have to go through the drive through you know. <laughs> so they were kind of excited, but mostly, ugh, you know, our plans, you know. But, but it, was, it was the real thing. I trust them. I know she wasn't trying to stir anything up. So um, now I want to make sure I put all stars in pink around on my notes to make sure I, re- make sure I cover this. We don't seek these experiences. We don't seek them, but if they happen, they happen. (laughs) I'll give you my thought on why they happen, or at least one thought. God will bring manifestations of, of his fire to help us stay engaged with something God is doing at the time to help us stay connected or to give us confidence. There was a time a lady came up. I was at a meeting in Dallas. lady came up and, and um, she asked for prayer for something different. My right hand started getting really hot physically. My left ear started getting really hot physically. I was like, she'd asked for prayer for her hip. But I was like, excuse me, my right hand is really hot. My left ear is really hot. Is there something wrong with your left ear? She said, well, I'm deaf in my left ear. And I was like, hmm, well, you came up for something else. Do you mind if I put my hand on your ear? And instantly, her, her ear started opening. It, started, it was like, you ever put your ear up to, up to Rice Krispies? <laughs> And here, snap, anybody remember those commercials? You should try it sometime, unless it's not healthy anymore. Is that not healthy? Is there like a gluten-free, organic, non-GMO, Rice Krispie that still crackles? She goes, ah, ah, ah. And she got completely, her ear opened. But God was alerting me because I'm kind of a, Dull, right? It's like, hello, McFly, put your hand on her ear. And 
All my, all my examples are from the 80s, just so you know. You need, a, you need an 80s urban dictionary to follow me on something. But that's what, uh, so, so those things, we, they're, they're, they're to help us stay engaged or give us confidence. Little C, paragraph C, most of the time, however, the experience of God's fire is internal. It's internal. Your mind gets clear when you're in a meeting and the fire of God comes. You're like, I can see more clearly what's going on. Wisdom comes. Boldness comes. Joy may come. Peace may come. Clarity comes. Oppression lifts. Praise God. Oppression lifts. Fear leaves. You know, all these really, faith comes. Fear leaves and faith comes. There are even times, paragraph little d, there are even times, it's rare, but times when the fire touches someone in an experience and they begin to, to laugh. Holy laughter. There was a whole revival in England called the Keswick Revival, called the Laughing Revival. Okay, so... There are times, it's rare, but times when la- holy laughter will come. And, uh, and then there are times when people will physically shake or quake. I don't know exactly the difference between shaking and quaking, but there must be something. Um, has anybody ever, you can put the picture up, anybody ever heard of shaker furniture? Raise your hand. Anybody? Like four people. Okay. All right, that is shaker furniture. It, you can, it's expensive, it's valuable, it's well-made. It's made by a Christian group called the Shakers. The Shakers were a, a group of Christians where the Holy Spirit would come in their meetings in the Second Great Awakening in the 1700s, 1750s, and they would shake. So they called them the Shakers. And then they made furniture. Not with shaky hands, I guess. I guess they were the fire left. But um, and then, how many of you ever eaten Quaker oats? All right, Quakers were a group in England in the 1650s, where and then they came. They actually came with one of the pioneers to America because they need, wanted religious freedom. But when the Holy Spirit would move in their meetings, guess what would happen? They would quake. So sh- you're learning things today, shakers and quakers. And um, William Penn, John Wimber from the vineyard was a Quaker background. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll uh, move on now to Roman numeral three, kind of landing the plane here. Whether you're in a meeting or in personal time, Skipping B there, because that's next week. Whether you're in a meeting or in your personal, private time, when you experience the fire of God, it can do four things. Not necessarily all at once, but one of four things usually tends to happen. First, it tenderizes your heart. The the presence of God, as fire comes, it tenderizes your heart. causes your heart to be, 
equipped to receive more of the, the, the Spirit of God, the love of God, the presence of God. I like it this way. Song of Solomon 4 verse 9 says that we are, that God is undone with one glance of our eye. So it's like you just give him five seconds of, I love you, Jesus. He's like, oh, you know, Lou's glanced at me, you know. But my, one of my prayers is I want my heart tenderized more and more to turn my glance into a gaze. I want to be gazing. I want to extend it out. And so that's, that's, what, that's what it can do. It can tenderize our heart. Second, the, the fire of God, when, when you experience the fire of God, it can, it can strengthen your heart. It can invigorate you and strengthen you in your inner man to, to walk in love. That's to that dwelling. Ephesians 5 verse 2, walk in love. I love the prayer that Paul prays in Ephesians 3. Paul is essentially praying here. Uh, Ephesians 3.16, that God would strengthen you with divine might through his spirit in your inner man. What Paul is essentially praying is that when the fire comes, you become strengthened in your inner man to love more. That we would experience supernatural strength to love You know, because the context here is that we would know how deep and how wide and how long is the love of God. I put the the tag tag line at the end, verse nineteen, and to know His this love which surpasses knowledge. So we need strength to deny ourselves. I want to just camp on that for a second. We need God's strength to deny our selfishness. To give of ourselves to others. That's needs to be that's a supernatural thing, because we're by nature, by our flesh nature, selfish. So when you we're praying for that, <clears throat> we're asking for when the fire comes, it tenderizes our heart to receive more, it strengthens us to love more effectively, to deny ourselves, to give ourselves to others. Third, worship team, you can come on up. Thank you. It's straight, third, it purifies our heart. We were talking earlier at pre-service prayer. Fire of God's not always this, ooh, yay, you know. It also, but it's so good. When the fire of God touches your heart, it burns up the chaff. All right? It burns up the chaff. I'll, I'll read it read of you, Matthew 3.11. Uh, John the Baptist said, He, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire to burn up. I think your verse goes on to say to burn up the chaff. What's the chaff? It's the sin. It's the selfish ambition. It's the pride. It's all so many uh, things that, that are related to chaff that needs to be burned up. All-consuming fire. When the fire of God comes, you, you, you just wow. The things of the world grow strangely dim, and you want to get, you want to repent of sin. 
burns up the chaff. Fourth, it prepares our heart. We need to be prepared, people, for the days ahead. It prepares our hearts to endure the fiery trials that are going to continue to come. I've got to tell you the truth because I love you. We are in the roaring 20s. We're in 2023 right now and we've had a little bit of a break from, with COVID, but there are going to be more things, more perilous things. And so in the between time, I mean, the, the devil's going to roar in the 20s and God's people are going to roar, okay, at the same time. But we need to have our hearts prepared the fire of God, the experiences of His fire will prepare us. Malachi 3, 2 and 3 says, Who can endure the day of His coming? Who can stand when He appears? For He will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner. Oh, that was me on purifying. Sorry, I'm back. But it goes together. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then he prepares. He will prepare our hearts. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. We won't freak out when difficult times come. I don't want to freak out. 1 Peter 4, 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Let's stand up, if you would, to your feet. The fire of God prepares our hearts like forged steel, like tempered steel. Steel has to go through the fire. And when it gets forged, when it gets tempered, it's much stronger. It doesn't break as easily when pressure is put on it. That's why they make certain things out of tempered steel. So it doesn't snap. I just want to... I just want to open the time here for us and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any specific area where we're where you are identifying I need to position myself I can't make God's fire come but I need to position myself because I have this certain need in my life I have the need in my life for the fire to come. and Maybe I have the need to have my heart tenderized. I want to receive more and I, I just kind of get a little, a little bit and then I'm done. I want my heart to be tenderized. If you're identifying with that, just acknowledge that. I, Lord, would you tenderize my heart? Or Lord, would you strengthen my heart? you strengthen me to love better. I'm not really that loving. 
to people in my life? You know, the answer to that is the, is the fire of God. I have a short fuse with so-and-so. Lord, release your fire in my heart that I could love more. Strengthen me in my inner man. Maybe it's the fire. Maybe you're identifying that you need the purifying fire. There's some, there's some habits. There's some sinful habits or addictions or there's just a pride. You just, it's kind of a reeking. Yeah, just the altar's open. You're just, you know, there's a song and I'm not asking you to sing it, but you know, they'll, they'll sing it in the prayer room. You provide the fire. I provide the sacrifice. Meaning I'm going to put myself at your, at your altar and say, here I am. I can't let that have that chaff get burned up, but I can sure put myself as a, Paul said in Revel, Romans 12, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. So I invite you right now to come forward. I'm not going to specifically do a different prayer. We're just going to open the altar up. You say, I need the, my heart tenderized or I need my heart I need strength to love. I need fire to burn up chaff. In the days ahead, there's going to be great pressures and people are going to need the fire of God to overcome fear. I haven't got, I didn't get to it today in the message, but fear offense, lust, deception, despair. The fire of God will insulate you from those things. The altar's open. If you want to come forward, if you want to right where you are, let's just stay in an attitude of connectedness to the Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.